0: The Swain Event podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways. And TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: 15503 is our telephone number. Swain Event fueled by dead End barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America live here at Betty Chevrolet. Ben, your 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 take on Rick Martin's comments. You did not you did not like them. Why not?
2: Yeah, and, and I'll I'll mention them real quick. Don't don't want to hammer I don't want to stay on one topic too long and we've got Justin on the phone who also wants to uh chime in, Justin from Florida. So just real quick, I didn't like it because Of the current circumstances I think John Fulkerson is feeling The after effects Of COVID I truly believe that Uh, Has he been good the past two games Absolutely not he has been bad As a matter of fact But why, why I didn't Like Rick's comments is Because go watch the First Four minutes of of the game, go go watch Folky's first four, five, six minutes of of action. Folky ended up playing seventeen minutes on the night. Go watch the the first ten. He he was active. He was bringing the energy. Go especially the first you know four or five minutes to start the game. Folky was there. Fol- Folky was flying all around, getting deflections forcing turnovers, getting rebounds. He had four rebounds in the first half, and to some that may not be a lot. In college basketball, four rebounds in the first half is, is a good number. I mean, you're, you're on track to potentially get eight, nine, ten rebounds in a game, and if if Folky's in, in that area, then then that's a good game from, from Folky. It's a good game for a lot of post players to have eight, nine, ten rebounds in a college basketball game. Uh, and, and he was on track to do so. Now, you, you weren't seeing the the point production. Uh, he only had one point, but he had several plays in in which he was able to to get a deflection, and it led to a, a steal and a transition bucket, or, or helping Kennedy finish the the first half on fire. Kennedy kind of went off there at the end of the first half, and. Uh, it was unfortunate because LSU was answering offensively. You had two big threes there at the end of the first half, and LSU responded to each one of them. So it kind of felt like it was for nothing. But, I mean, it was still a seven-point game on the road against LSU, a, a top-ten team. Like, like you were in an okay spot, and it and it spiraled out of control in the second half. But, again, Folke brought the energy to start the game, and then if you watch him – his his body language during a dead ball, it it began to change as the first half continued. And I think it was a result of him being tired. I truly believe that. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe the poor play will continue from Folky, but like I, I I think COVID has affected Folky the past two games. Rick Rick said after the Ole Miss game, that he did not think that that was an issue because he had not practiced like that. But then after the LSU game, Rick says that, that Folky came back to them after the Ole Miss game and said that that he he lost energy, he got tired real quick, and, and it, it, it did affect him. That was what Folky told Rick after, he had, after Rick had spoken to us following the Ole Miss game. And, I mean, you saw the same Folky. After he started off the game playing the way that that Folky plays when when he's at his best, being energetic and and impacting the game in several different ways with his energy, and and it tailored off as the game progressed to the point where he was non-existent in in the second half. And, again, I'm not saying that he played well, and he he could have been stronger with the basketball in the second half. Swain, you pointed that out. Absolutely. Also would have helped if he would not have taken a knee to the rear end on – the, the, the one in which it was he was holding the ball over his head, takes a, a knee to the rear end and the LSU player knocks it out of his hands. So that's I, the problem. Go well, I mean if it should have been yeah. a foul call is, is my point. Um but neither here nor there. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I don't appreciate you Rick doing the, the call out of all call outs to to a a sixth year player when you know he's coming off of COVID. And in my opinion I thought it was pretty evident that he was coming off of COVID because his energy, which was there at the beginning of the game, tailored off significantly as the game progressed. And you could see it on his face as the first half progressed that, that he had a look, he didn't look like folky. I mean, just in, in the face and was kind of walking around sluggish and and you don't see that from him. So I, I did not like calling him out because you knew the circumstances that, that he was playing under. Yeah. I, I,
1: I, I understand that. I don't have a problem with the call-out because I know that Folk will be able to handle it. He's done it before, and I think I think he's doing it to to motivate his his team, uh, the entire team. When you're able to coach, and I'm using air quotes here, your best player, because Folk is not the best player, but I remember when he did the same thing to Grant, it, it allowed for Rick to coach everyone, everyone else harder, um, and it made it. It made it good to, to know that all right, the, the teams, you know, in this case, the teams' the most valuable NIL player, the, the 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 Tennessee's first son, he can be called to the carpet too. Whether it's whether it's because of COVID or not, Rick is around him a whole lot more than we are. He sees him in practice a whole lot more than we are, and uh, I know Folky did admit admit that, but I know Rick cares about these players as human beings first, and um, I feel like. That was more of a uh, strategic um, move by Rick.
2: This one but felt under- different to me.
1: I understand. I understand if folks you know don't like it, but if he if he can't play, then he needs to then he needs to move over. Like if he if he can't deliver, because you mentioned energy and him, him playing with energy, that's great. But you, you, energy is just not energy is not good enough. It, it's about execution too. So if you're not executing, then you need to step aside as well. For who? So. What you mean for who?
2: You gonna put Jonas Adu in?
1: No, I'm, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm just I'm just speaking in general. You can go a different lineup. You, Uros play and play better than Folky. So I mean, you gotta you gotta play dudes who in that moment in that game are playing better. So one that can't is no different than one that won't. So in that in that game against LSU. You did substitute Folky. You gave the minutes to Uros, and Uros was more, was more productive. Mm-hmm. That may not be the case tomorrow. That may not be the case when you play Kentucky. That may not be the case when you play Auburn. But for LSU, there was other players that was more productive than than, than Folky. Not saying that you're going to consistently get other guys step in, you know, in his shoes and play better. Uh, it would be great if Brandon Huntley Hatfield is 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 doing something in practice to get more than zero minutes. Um, you know, three minutes. Excuse me, three minutes in in a basketball game. So, you you can't play dudes who are number one, not willing to do it or can't do it. So, I but I understand where folks coming from. They don't like the comments. They don't bother me because I know they're not gonna really bother Falky. All right, let's get to Justin. Just we got Justin. There he is. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey Justin, man. Well, man, how are, how are you? Good, good. Wanted to uh,
3: wanted to call in, and you'll have to forgive me. I'm not. Uh, uh, I don't have a background in basketball. I'm probably more of a casual watcher, but uh, seen a lot of different sports, and I, I personally didn't have him have a problem with you know Barnes calling out you know one of his players because I think it's just motivation. Um, And, you know, he's probably going to use that not only to motivate maybe Fulkerson, but the rest of the team, too. And, you know, I think as a coach, especially someone of Barnes' uh, knowledge and uh, experience, he knows when to do that, how to do that, with who to do that, and get positive results. But with that being said, Swain, I kind of agree with you on there's a little bit of softness, and, and I think it's, not like a general softness i think it's more the, the the mental softness um maybe it's because these guys are all twisted up trying to run what barnes wants to run and they don't have what uh you know like a feel for what they're supposed to be doing and that's why you have all these different people you know looking around and you know having conversations afterwards because there seems like there's confusion at times my biggest thing is Ben, I think you mentioned it, is the construction of the roster. And, I mean, it is absolutely apparent they've got way too many bench guys and role guys, and this has always been my kind of rule of thumb, is take a player, put them on another team, and do they start. Um, I did look at this roster, and I don't see a lot of guys starting in the SEC. I think there's a lot of guys that might be first, Second off the bench in the SEC, and that's going to be a problem with the schedule we have coming up. I mean, they've got some brutal matchups, and even like the mid-tier teams, the SEC, from what I've seen, has gotten a lot better in basketball, and they play a more aggressive style. So unless this team comes out and are lightening up from you know beyond the three-point line. There's good. This is going to be a very, very rough season, and I think a couple commentators have even said this is starting to feel like last year and the year before. I think it's absolutely correct because I think some of the names have changed, but the roster really hasn't. I'm going to hang up and listen to your thoughts on all that, but they have got to make some some changes.
1: Yeah, Justin, man, thanks so much for the call. I mean, this you know, when we look at team last year, they they were a first weekend team. And depending on the matchup, I mean, this team could could be that too if they play like they're playing right now in another month and a half. Which this is why you were saying, Ben, you're not gonna, you know, over over um, analyze this thing and 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 um, go overboard with with how you're feeling because we lost to LSU on on the road. There's still time for this team to um, offensively find some type of rhythm find some type of identity offensively they have one thing that you can't just change mid-season most of the time and they have defense man they defense travels and defense will put you in in every single game that you play um and that was the case on saturday saturday tennessee was still in it because they did they did play some some really good defense so they just got to figure out offensively but i you know I, i agree with you uh they're they're justin um I'm not going to sit here and question whether Rick Barnes needs to be the coach like some of the other folks are are doing uh, i do I feel like he needs to adjust, and I think the league is changing before his eyes offensively. Our guys are a little you know, sh- shell shocked and gun shot it seems like, and we have to instill that confidence in them to not play like that because 'cause they're playing tight. I think everyone can see that so um. Let's let's go to let's go to the text box, man. Let's go to the text box. Uh is this the missed evaluation due to Rob Lanier leaving? I man, we've 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 man, we've we have not been hitting on post players before and after Rob near my in my opinion. Um it's just something that we, we – and we've targeted guys that either went to Duke or Auburn or went straight to or, or in the portal or went to Florida. So, we we got we to gotta get there, man.
2: When we, Justin and I were kind of having a side conversation during the break when, when he called in and you look at Auburn's roster and, and you see Jabari Smith who is – Number at, one pick. Yes, certainly a really good chance of that will be in the running for sure. And Tennessee was in good with him throughout the entire recruiting process until the end, and we know how Bruce Pearl gets down. Maybe an an extra push from Tennessee, and he's a vol. You know, Walker Kessler, same way. Walker Kessler is quite possibly the – the, the biggest handful in college basketball i mean he is impossible to defend at his size and for how athletic he is he has played himself into a lottery pick and is going to be a first round pick at minimum and i, I think he'll be a lottery pick and and tennessee pursued him when he announced that he was transferring from north carolina and and, and maybe a, a, a little extra push well, he could have ended up here instead of you know having to play the guys that they're having to play that that are that are role players and, and yeah. th- those are just two examples of and look rick has recruited really well not saying that he hasn't but when when you look at the roster construction the last 3 years and some of the guys that they've been in on who have gone elsewhere and had just a tremendous amount of success it's it's real frustrating it's it's frustrating to to watch an Auburn basketball game and not because of Bruce Pearl but because you see guys on their roster that Tennessee really wanted and they didn't come to Tennessee and they are absolutely balling out at, at a school that you would love to beat and, you know, and and I do think Tennessee has SEC basketball players The they the majority of the league would love to have several guys on Tennessee's roster, and they would start at, at several schools. To Justin's point, they're not starting at the schools that Tennessee struggles to beat—Alabama mm-hmm. f- or not Florida, but Alabama, LSU. Auburn, LSU. Like they're not starting at, at those schools, and and that's that's the issue. Like we we're, we're, we're discussing, and I think people forget this: we're discussing the difference between good and great. Tennessee is a good basketball team. They're not a great basketball team, which is our expectation and where we want them to be, and that's why they haven't been able to get over the hump against Auburn, LSU, Alabama, and in the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, it's the last 20% that we're talking about here. Like like I think a lot of programs across the country would kill to be where we are right now. Absolutely. But but we're talking about getting over the hump. What's missing for this team and this program, getting over the hump and 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 being in the elite eight and making a run to the final four—that's that's what we're talking about. We're not making it seem like we're just super terrible. No, we're we're good. Like we 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 are better than eighty percent of 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 college basketball teams. But it's about getting over the hump. And uh, text box, uh, vol Kentucky vol Paducah in seven fifty says. Uh, Chandler's turnovers question mark I, I don't know if you were w- waiting for us to to talk about that I think we did at the end of the end of the end of the first hour when I mentioned you know his six six turnovers and you know when to to go one-on-one and when not to and uh, all that stuff correct me if I'm wrong Kentucky Vol Paducah um, it just says Chandler's turnovers and not know exactly what you were trying to say um, Clay says folks needs need someone like Pons to be good uh, I mean, focusing is just a role. He's just a role player and you know, he's, he's a role player. Uh, art wall says my thoughts on focusing. We've seen a lot of dramatic body uh, composition changes under Mindenwall after being here six years, focusing looks pretty much the same as when he came in. Do you think that's a valid criticism of focusing? I'd say with Adam Mus- muscle, he would completely play. He'd be a completely different player. I think he's, he's gotten bigger. But he hasn't gotten any bigger in the last two or three years, and I just, I don't, I think it's kind of, I think it's more mental to how you play, honestly, uh, for Fulkerson. There's, there's no way I'm looking at Minda Wall and questioning what he's doing.
2: Well, I don't, I, I think he, he mentioned he or she mentioned the strength coach, and are, are pointing the, the finger at FOLKY. Like, how do you have that great of a strength coach, and yet you look the same? I think that's the criticism being made.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, but I don't think I don't think Folky gaining five pounds of muscle is the difference here. I, no. I think it's mentality. It, yes, and I think it's mentality,
2: and and not only just a, you know a mentality of being tougher with the ball or or whatever, but being being smarter w- with how he plays. I mean, Rick talks all the time that w- when Folky's not being Folky, it's it's because he catches the ball and he tries to do too much. He doesn't immediately go up and try to score, or he doesn't immediately try to to, to pass it out and, and allow his teammates to do something. Like, he, he needs to, to be better mentally in terms of X's and O's as well.
1: Yep. Um, my man, Big Willie style. Love our guys. I, I don't like being hypercritical, but our team has basketball players – and no hoopers. There's a difference. Yep, there is a difference, Big Willie style. There is a difference.
2: Now I will say, I think Kennedy yeah. Chandler is a hooper. Yes. I just don't think he's allowed to be a hooper.
1: Yep, and he was tr- he was f- trying to be one against LSU. In cases where he turned the basketball over, you saw him try to be one, but he was looking around like, "Yo, who's gonna do this?" All right, well, I'll I'll do it. Like there was plenty of times when he did that, and it worked sometimes and. And it worked it didn't work in other times, whether it was a bad shot or a turnover, so yes, I, I think there is a big difference there, big Willie Styles. go watch the
2: Cincinnati it. Memphis game yesterday <laughs> go go watch Cincinnati and Memphis, and that's what big Willie Styles is is talking about to where those two teams are trading buckets, not baskets, buckets and and one team. Memphis would, would hit a big shot, and Cincinnati, you could just see in their body language where it's like, okay, bet. And, and they just go down on the other side of the floor, and they just bang out a three. Like, like it's, it's, it's nothing. They, they, don't, they don't get nervous because Memphis, you know, took the lead or, or made some great shot or, or made a great play. Like, they get the ball, they go down on the other end, and they make a play. They, they, they hoop. They, they're, they're not just playing basketball. They're hooping. Go, go watch uh, that game for Big Willie Styles' example.
1: Other uh, McKee says Barnes is in their head and shows. Uh, Kentucky Vol Paducah says, I'm on the fence with Justin Powell. Help me out. Well, Powell's a shooter who's not shooting. And in 10 minutes, he only attempted one shot. And that's what he's in the game for. He's in the game to make shots and attempt shots, and he didn't do that. And defensively, that has been a question for him, uh, getting minutes this season. But something has to give. You, you went out and you added him through the portal, um, not to just play 10 minutes a game um hitting threes to take all the pressure off of off of off of him oh, absolutely making shots will take the pressure off a lot of us all the pressure off of uh, of this basketball team but we're a good shooting team uh, allegedly that can't shoot right now so uh, volunt- uh, and SC says to your point, who is physically tough on this team? I think all are soft until Barnes get a true physical big man. We will we will be average. Uh, Santiago Viscovi is is physically tough. Like Kennedy is physically tough. Uh, Ziegler, I think I think Ziegler is physically tough. Jamal Mayshak,
2: who needs I think more minutes?
1: I think he's physically tough. I think I think um, Olivier Camois. Olivier is is physically tough and. You know, Von Birmingham's point, you know, talking about defense and our offense players are not getting better. Um, Olivier's gotten better offensively. Um, you know, has gotten better offensively. We've had guys get better offensively. They're just not playing confident, man. And, you know, not playing confident in the ball, not going in the hoop, you know, doesn't mean we need to turn it into, man, the development is not, is not where it needs to be offensively because – Rick Barnes has had seven guys from Tennessee play in the NBA. Rick Barnes is recruiting at a high level because of development. Rick Barnes in Tennessee, they call development you. You're getting players because there's a clear, there's clear evidence that development is happening. So uh, I won't go as far as Bob Birmingham and say that, you know, the development is, you know, something we're not seeing offensively. I think style of play is something that 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 gets us in trouble against, you know, the four teams that we just mentioned that can't get over the hump um, with, and I think confidence is is wavering right now. We got to get that back where it needs to be so we can play free and have fun, man. Get have fun, have fun. It's supposed to be fun. Basketball is so fun. It's the to me. It's the it's the most fun sport there is. It's so fun, and I want to see us have fun. Just give, just just smile. Go get some buckets. Play the game that you that you grew up playing in the backyard, or you play without a net that you played when it was raining outside. Have fun. Our guys look uptight, and uh, I think that falls on on coach on coach Barnes there. All right. Big Shot Rob says, uh, VB no he ain't going to play much. That's why he jacks shots the way he does. He knows he's going to sit down anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Victor, Victor Bailey had 8 minutes he went in so I'm I'm going to put up these shots. He, he only put up two shots, one three.
2: Well, then the first half Victor actually gave good minutes. Uh, he he was in there for three or four and it was it was a nice little three or four minute spurt. Uh he had a wide open corner three that was halfway down and just did not go in. Again, Victor's like Josiah for me. Their stroke looks good. They're open. They they typically take shots in rhythm and the ball just does not go down. It looks like it's going to go in and it never goes in. I don't understand it. And and Victor against uh, he he had not played well at all this year, but Against LSU, I, I thought he played better than he had been playing for a, a couple of minutes when, when he was in there. He, he missed a, a wide-open three that, again, I thought was going to go in. It was halfway down, and then he came back in and nailed a, a little jumper, had the little fake for the flyby, stepped in, mid-range jumper, knocked it down, and then a possession or two later came back and, and got fouled and went to the free throw line and knocked down both free throws, and then we didn't see him the rest of the game, so I don't know.
1: Camden Tennessee also says, who shows more emotion? Kennedy Chandler or, or Eli Manning? That's Kennedy Chandler. Ken, Kennedy, if you if you pay attention, he'll 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 show some emotion. But I like my point guards to to be like Kennedy. Even keel when he needs to be, uh, emotional when he needs to be. You know, Kennedy is cool, man. He's cool, calm, and collected, but he shows some emotion. Yeah, he, he shows emotion. Big shot. Sure. It's it's the reason why they wide open, Ben. Yeah, it's starting to be. That's what uh Ron Slay said on the broadcast, right? It's the reason why guys are guys are open. A six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Now I'm loving all the, the, the comments on text box. I, I love it, man. Um, t- you know, Tennessee basketball used to have black curtains at the at the, at the arena. Tennessee basketball was a laughing stock. Was an afterthought. And it's not. It's not anymore. And um, that doesn't mean that you 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 sit back and you you don't want Tennessee to get over that hump. You know, we are a good program. That doesn't mean that you just be satisfied with being just good just because you were bad twenty years ago and nobody wanted to come. But you you do make sure that things are in perspective. And you recognize that we're in a good spot, but we just need to get over the hump. And what is it what is it going to take for us to get over the hump? This is what this conversation is about. It's not acting like the, the the sky's falling. It's man, we just gotta get over the hump. There's three or four teams that's in our way right now in the SEC. And what do we need to do to 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 get over the hump this year to when it comes down to the to to conference play in crunch time situations, SEC tournament, that we can get over the hump. That's that's this this is our conversation. That's our conversation. Football conversation is different. Because football was like, man, we're we not even winning six games and you know, goodness gracious, we're getting beat and that narrative has changed in the last month. Excuse me, in the last year. So now it's about taking a step and and, and getting to the hump. <laughs> like fo- football's not at the hump yet. We gotta get to the hump. And we're getting there. We're taking a step we're taking a step there. So uh don't want to make it seem like the, the sky's falling and man you gotta go out there and, and get a brand new coach because who you gonna get? I <laughs> mean you gonna get? Ain't a lot of guys out there better than better than Rick, but there are some guys that right now are getting more offensively and they have a a style of play that is attractive to transfers, and it is attractive to to high level recruits too. Tennessee's not the only team recruiting at a high level, and I make this last point Ben. we'll take a break. But remember how we have so many conversations about like the toolbox when it comes to wide receivers, and you know you want to have a a, power, a shooting guard and a power power forward, a center. Or, in a, in a point guard, you don't want a bunch of six-four receivers that can't run. You gotta have some scat backs. You gotta have some quick, shifty dudes. You gotta have some guys that can take the cover, the the top off the coverage. Some four-three guys, some four-four guys. Well, I look at the basketball team and I say, hey man, you you, you can't have the same puzzle piece. Yeah, you know, Rick is recruiting at a high level. Yes, when you look at the rankings, but it is about fits. It's about making the right puzzle. And if you got couple of the same puzzle pieces, that means you're missing other pieces to make the puzzle complete. And so you need a bucket guy. That's what this team is missing. A guy that can go just get you a bucket. The LSU added that. They added that that was Xavier Penson. Penson's a guy that can just go get you a bucket if you if you need one. Well he can do that. The difference is can do that.
2: The offense that they're in. I don't, I don't know. Kennedy can go get you a bucket. Justin Powell can go get you a bucket. Heck, Zekai Ziegler can go get you a bucket. Santi can go get you a bucket. Well, but that's breaking out of the offense. Well, you got to make but, but he, So that's a criticism of Rick, obviously.
1: That's a fair one.
2: But here here's the other side of the coin. I I understand the criticism of, of Rick's offense. I just criticized Rick's offense, obviously. But you you can't just only harp on Rick because what have we also talked about the last several weeks, Swain?
1: Players players executing, too.
2: Tennessee's inability to make open shots. So while, yes, it it may be frustrating that, that Rick's offense does not allow players to just go get a bucket like LSU or Alabama or Auburn, Rick's offense, on the other hand, is creating a lot of open looks that guys aren't knocking down. So because what do
1: you do when, when you're not knocking it down? That's the that's the next question. So does your offense allow you to say, all right, man, you're not making shots. You're getting open shots. The offense is working. All right, now we got to try something different to go put the ball in the basket.
2: Well, the problem is you, you can't because you don't have a post presence.
1: <sighs> you're my hair hurt, man.
2: Am I right or am I right? <laughs>
1: Man, I think, man, if Olivier could just be a little bit more efficient, man, you know, just put the ball in the you basket. He got some nice the moves. Tools, man.
2: Yeah, he, he got had some one nice, nice moves, little, man. He had, was it. He had like a nice little spin move, didn't he? Yeah, he got some nice. He got, he got to got
1: the some, bucket. Uh, yeah, he got a nice little little
2: bag of tricks, man. Uh, you know, Folky
1: got some nice footwork, but Folky's not physically, you know, able to do the things that Olivier can do. I just need Olivier just to. Just to put the ball in the basket a little bit more. Because yes. he can he can be that post guy for us when we throw into the post and say, all right, man, give us a bucket. I think Olivier could do that. But man, it's just not falling for him. When well,
2: Brandon Huntley Hatfield is also <laughs> supposed to be able to do that, but he just does not mentally he does not look locked in whatsoever. No, nah. I mean, you go back to to the old miss game and weak with the ball. Leads to a turnover, transition bucket for Ole Miss, and, and then on the next defensive possession, after giving up the transition layup off of a, a turnover because he was being weak with the ball, he gives up an offensive rebound.
1: Yeah, I mean, i, I tell you this, I mean I didn't tell you until now about I want to go see Blue Kane and uh, B.J. Edwards play over the weekend. Hey, them two dudes right there, they can go get some buckets.
2: B.J. Edwards, he- he'll be Thank here.
1: He- yeah, signee. Um, e. He- he-, he he can go get a bucket. Man, he's so smooth. And Blue Kane's so smooth, man. He look, he look like he don't even sweat during the game. He's so smooth out there. Got a, got a lot of uh, Tyler Hero to him, mm-hmm. if you ask me. I like me some Blue Kane, man. He's smooth. Just doesn't
2: so not have the size.
1: Yeah, he, I mean he's six. He's six four. He was banging. I mean six four. He was guarding a big old dude uh, Saturday. He was getting to the basket, making some point, making some making some plays at the basket. Um, but I don't know what, what position they want him at next year.
2: But yeah, he's he's. Who is they Catholic or Tennessee? What do you mean? Tennessee doesn't want him at any position.
1: Did they not offer him?
2: They they did. They, But But they don't
1: It's not committable I I think it was
2: It was more of a Courtesy offer Because of who he plays AAU ball for
1: Oh gosh Swain event Be right back While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Com. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com.
0: Voted Best Barbecue in City View Magazine and a Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in the Country, Dead End is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering and local delivery with Valet Gourmet. That's right, you can have Dead End brought to you. Can't think of the spread for your next event? Get Dead End to cater it. Check them out online, deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Local, high-quality, high-speed, business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865 448 I-R-I-S, Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses.
1: You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not going to lie, Ben. I was. Um, I was surprised to see Isaiah Nayor commit when he did. Um, I, w- I was expecting this thing to last a couple more days, but I am pleasantly surprised. Um, he made his announcement over the weekend via Twitter. Did a sit down uh, via Zoom with awesome price we're going to reach out to mr nayor and try to get him on the show this week um looking forward to to talking to, with him but many people thought he was going to camp out in texas man he's from there from Arlington, texas area he decides to to be a vol, be a volunteer there's a awesome opportunity for him to slide in and be opposite to the basically taking javante payton's uh, place. I was talking to a receiver great yesterday about uh, him and what type of player I think he is and, and what he adds to this this team and to this room. Uh, I think he's a long strider with some really great ball skills and uh, he brings the speed that you that you want. He still has three years to play, which is very very important as well. Javante Payne was a good pickup for Tennessee. Um, but it hurt just having him for one year. And uh, you want to get guys that, that have multiple years if you can help it. So Tennessee certainly did that, Ben. And and um, and when you sent me that, 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 that text, I was like, wait, what, huh? Oh, okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go, Tennessee. And we felt like Tennessee was the best place for him. Um, and not just because we wanted him to go to Tennessee, but truly, really felt like it was the best fit for him you know, he can be the Anthony Davis. He can be the guy who is Robin for a year, and then he can be Batman next year.
2: The Desmond you know? Bain to John Morant?
1: No. No, because Desmond Bain will never be Batman. Never.
2: Desmond Bain that. will make an All-Star game.
1: He will never be Batman.
2: Isaiah will Naor nev- will never be Batman.
1: Next year, when Cedric Tillman leaves, he has the opportunity to be Batman to be the number one guy.
2: Nah, because he'll be in the league. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to uh, Don on the understandables hotline. He
1: he'll be only two years out of high school.
2: Look, I'll tell you this right now: you you can hate on Desmond Bain all you want. Oh my god! But if, what, if, what are you talking about? Whatever I want to talk about. If if <sighs> Isaiah Naor has a football season similar to the one Desmond Bain is having, Tennessee is winning nine games next year.
1: I said Desmond Bang would never be Batman. Desmond Bang would never be number one for the Grizzlies. They always be John Morant. That's all I said. I don't
2: know what you're talking about over there. I don't know what you're talking about over there. And look, now look, we had to get the Don and now Don just hung up on us.
1: Well, Don can call back. 865-255-03. I tried to get the Don, but he was over there not making any sense with your with your take. Let's see here.
2: I'll let you uh, read your text messages, and then we can re-evalu- reevaluate what you just said.
1: <laughs> Do y'all have any insight as to why Jared Verse chose Florida State over the Vols? Man, I can't put my finger on it. I look at, I look at the coaching here, in Tennessee, and with um, with Rodney Garner, he's one of the best in the business. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Florida State. Doesn't have one of the best in the business as well in Odell Haggins. Like that dude's good too. He's put tons of guys in the NFL, just like Rodney Garner. And then I have to ask myself, okay, well, is it nil? And I don't, I don't know exactly what the number was, or what you know, if it even came up with verse, or if he was offered something, or I don't know, I don't know, I don't know that. Um, I do know we have multiple six-figure, multiple guys hitting six figures who are currently on the team and who will be newcomers on this team. And so it's not like you got outbidded by crazy, crazy number, I don't think. Um, so one team is, I think, on a better path to long-term success than the other. I, I, I think Florida State is in uh, no man's land right now. I don't see them getting better next year winning you know eight nine games i don't see it that that happened at all even in a bad acc i just i watched it play a couple times and i i just don't see it whereas tennessee i think is is on an upward trajectory uh, more than florida state so i i truly do not understand why verse chose florida state over tennessee i do not know um Will Good says, "Are we not going to talk about Tyler Barron? Oh, we can talk about Tyler Barron.
2: and we did talk about Tyler Barron.
1: Yeah, but I mean, some people early in the text box asked, "Two, do we have a reason? Any insight of why he, you know, came back?" Uh, I don't know if someone someone showing that what uh, I don't know if there's a site showing that he's still in the portal or not. Uh, someone had reached out and, and and made that comment on DM. They saw him still in the portal. Uh, I have not seen him be in the portal. Um, But he entered the portal. And um, quickly removed his name. Ben. (laughs) Um, He, I guess, thought that something was going to go a certain way. And it did not. And um, he's not in the portal anymore. Best way I could put that. It's really weird. Really weird. I think the best thing for Tyler Barron to do is to ball out. Ball out. Go ball out. Go make some plays. Go make some plays. Uh, Vol Ball says got on late early. I'm sure you guys already mentioned it. No, we have not. Have not mentioned the John Morant block. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Two-handed grab off the glass, or before we hit the glass, because if it was off the glass, then it'd be goaltending, but before we hit the glass, he is not human. And now you ask the question, because this was a question a couple years ago, Ben. Oh, we got Don back?
2: No, uh, he dropped off again, but we do have Turkey Man.
1: All right, let's let's get Turkey Man. I'll make this point after Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Did you have a good weekend. Yeah, man, it was it was good. Uh, rested, cleaned, sanitized. We're good.
4: Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad uh, somebody did because it was roughing for us right here, but we got through it. But uh, I understand. That's why it goes it goes as first on it. Yeah, we made it up. All right, that's it. That's it. Praise God. Hey. Uh, Got a question for you about basketball, and then I got a football question, and you got time for one My question about basketball is, uh, what was our plan A if, uh, Foki hadn't made it back? Because, it, you know, he it, it could have not played this year. Was it six years, seven year? I don't know. How, been there a while. Uh, what was our plan A? if Okie hadn't hadn't come back uh go,
1: to, go get somebody else to take a
4: spot who go
1: get somebody else to take a spot
4: okay but uh I just wondering what what's on the bench or is, is is his uh building in that spot we got a go we got guards go, but it looks like we don't have nobody but him there as far as I know I'm yeah. asking the question because I don't know, I don't know the depth chart there. I don't know the up and comers. There may be somebody sitting on the bench I don't know about.
1: Brandley Huntley Hatfield is, is supposed to be the 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 the, next Folky? the young. St- st- go ahead. What you say? The
4: next Fokie?
1: No, 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 no. Supposed, supposed to be the, supposed to be you know the guy um, okay. to build your team around the guy that you can throw the ball into the post and go get a bucket. He's, you know, he's supposed to be that guy. And, um, he's supposed to be in high school right now, but, um, that's, that's the, that's the future right there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully things are right at a point right now to where you can, you can build, build next year or build later on this season without him feeling like he needs to go somewhere else. So, um, that's the, that's the thing about the transfer portal is when I mean, guys can get up and leave whenever they want to. So, um, mm-hmm. You know, you got a Brandon Huntley, Huntley Hatfield who's who is you know, a five star player. Three minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many five stars around the country. Only getting three minutes. So, and well, happy about getting it, not looking to leave.
4: <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you this question about football tonight. Is the playoff game or the championship game? Uh, Ugh, how many five? Me. How many five stars? Will be on the field. I don't know who's got the most five stars, uh, Alabama or, or Georgia. How many? How many post uh, uh, round? How many? How many draft picks are they going to be on the field at the same time or tomorrow?
1: Yeah, no, no, nobody really knows exactly how many draft picks. A lot. But there's going to be a lot. I heard like forty-eight to fifty players, NFL players, will be on display. Is what I saw. Um there's a ton of five stars. Georgia has more than Alabama uh, because they have recruited slightly better than Alabama according to the star system. Um, but it's going to be like a mini NFL game tonight. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it, but I'm, I'm tired of watching them, man. I'm tired of watching them. I really am. I don't want to watch Alabama. I don't want to watch you know, Georgia compete for a championship. I'm tired of looking at it. It's going to be it's going to be good football. It really is. And it's going to be even worse. The Jimbo Fisher and his staff will be breaking down the game, getting free recruiting advertising. That's going to be even worse. Even worse. I'll watch it. I'll watch all of it if it's a good game. But I'm not looking forward to it at all. And you don't have to root for a team. You don't have to root for a team. And if you got money on the game, I mean, you do what you want to do root for your money don't get me don't get me wrong root for your money but I'm not rooting for any team I will say this like I said it in 2018 I think when these two teams played that it's 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 better if Georgia does not win a championship for Tennessee but that doesn't mean that you have to root for a team you can simply admit that one Winning is better than better for Tennessee than the other is winning that's what I'm doing but I won't be fist pumping I won't be having any allegiance to one team over the other I won't be happy when one team loses or other team wins I'm not I'm not not gonna be that at all but I'll watch it because it's good. it'll be good football simple as that a65 <sighs> 3 Ben, are you are you watching virtually with some of your Bama buddies? Or are you just watching by yourself?
2: Uh, no, watching by myself.
1: Yeah, I'll be watching and crying by myself, man. Hour three coming up.